0: To get started,
1: visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blair White Project. So we are at the Ible Studios right now. Make sure you guys download the app, follow me, start a conversation with me on there. Today's guest is a very special guest. I came across his story on YouTube a few days ago and I instantly reached out to come on the show because it's a detransitioner story and the things that this person talks about were just so harrowing that I was like, you know what, please come on the show. So thank you so much, Shapeshifter. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I came across what's kind of going around with you is this video mm-hmm. um, where you were real as fuck in the video. Like, the stuff you were talking about was very... Graphic at times, but so real. So, do you want to just kind of give your story in general for the people who don't know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm 31 years old. Um, I was born in Eastern Europe, <laughs> predominantly Muslim countries. So, I was exhibiting like gender non conforming behavior since I was a kid. <laughs> I um, always like, I mean, wanted to play with dolls you know i would sneak dolls into the bathroom when nobody was looking i have a younger sister so I was stealing her dolls and mm. playing with them and putting like towel around my head like thinking it was my long hair and like my parents noticed it and they were like no don't do that like they literally told me your dick will fall off like that's everyone's... very
1: stereotypical behavior too for, for yeah trans it's,
0: people. yeah it's like flash forward like I literally don't have a dick so like it happened what my mom said when I was a kid oh wow and then like uh, I realized it before puberty I knew I was attracted to other men like males boys whatever romantically went before puberty and I knew I didn't see any representation of gay you know around me so I knew like something was off and um because I was raised in a Muslim country Islam is very homophobic so okay. i was brainwashed when i came out to my parents um as gay i believe i was like 14 or 15 and they took me to therapist literally brought me like to therapist and i grew up poor so my mom like literally like gave her like weekly salary almost to see that like special like amazing therapist allegedly and said like we-, we can't do anything for your son you know um he's just gay you know we can't fix this and that was like <laughs> i guess early childhood like memories of me kind of like my parents were ashamed of me and they were trying to fix me my gayness you know and okay. they were trying to i was like naturally very feminine i couldn't hide my femininity i was trying to like butch it up i don't know if it's correct to use that word but i was trying to present more masculine but i couldn't because i have all this like natural mannerisms so i mean, to say i was like bullied mercilessly in school like thrown on the floor treated right. like garbage. <laughs> And, you know, a few times my parents, they come to school, try to talk to bullies, but like, bullies are still were bullies afterwards, you know, and like, I remember my dad also telling me that I will never be like a real man because I'm like too emotional, too feminine, and kind of like, I guess, traumatized me. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, but I knew like, I was gay and my attraction to men was strong, like, I couldn't change that, I knew that, mm-hmm. that was innate. Uh, If it's appropriate to use that word but so I knew I was not gonna have like a good life in that country so like early on I knew like I had to like study English and like try to get out out to the West you know and I kind of left home when I was 16 because I graduated like high school early and I went off to college and then um, eventually I went to graduate school in USA for undergraduate I went to like for three years um, in another country in Eastern Europe And then for a year i went to school in north carolina as exchange you know and back then i was like as soon as i came to us you know i was like openly gay and i was like Mm. in north carolina i didn't see any trans people i was just like living my gay life on campus you know people knew i was gay like um but then when i came to graduate school i went to school in massachusetts you know we had like non-binary people even though i was in graduate school i was hanging out a lot with undergraduate kids because they were more closer to my age Mm. And uh, we had like one person who already did the whole surgery, you know, like um, we had a non-binary person that later ended up transitioning. Um, So, yeah, and that's when like I was as soon as I came to U.S., I wanted to like grow out my hair because I had that innate desire to be like to grow out my hair and present more feminine. So as I started growing out my hair, like presenting more like gender bending fashion, you know. I kind of was enjoying my femininity, but I never thought I was a woman or those thoughts didn't cross my mind. I remember enjoying going to male bathroom, you know, and just like people would freak out and like they were trying to make sure that they were in the right bathroom, you know, right. and then, you know, and one day in school, like somebody did ask me, like, what are your pronouns like? And I was like, oh, what?" <laughs> as I did more research and I was like, wow, like I am a woman trapped in a man's body and I, I just quickly got obsessed with transition, you
1: know? <laughs> so it was almost like it was the world had to make you aware of it yeah. rather than having those innate feelings mm-hmm. from the beginning.
0: I mean, I had fantasies that like, it would have been nice. Like, I think a lot of gay people sings that way. Like, you know, it would have been nice if I was, especially when you're attracted to masculinity yeah. and masculine men. So you realize uh, this man don't want you because you're a man. right? <laughs> and of course I had fantasies like, oh, it would be nice to be a girls and I would have like a uh, bigger dating pool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and my dating pool did increase as soon as I just, you know, was like I am a woman and all of a sudden like it went off right. tenfold. And, and it was even different wh- guys. It was different guys. It was the guys that I was actually attracted to because right. unfortunately gay scene, um even a lot of gay men, they don't want to date other feminine men. It's mask for mask, thing, you know, yeah. masculine for masculine, because they're like, we're gay, we want men. So I'm like, the gay not... community
1: can be very exclusive of right. feminine gay men, basically. Right. Exactly. Like, they're they're kind of like the outsiders and like lower on the totem pole.
0: Exactly. So I was like bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And when you, and a lot of the masculine guys that are openly gay identify as gay, like they're on high demand. <laughs> right. So you can't almost like get them. But the minute I was like, oh, I'm a trans woman, I even wasn't, like, that passable. I looked more androgynous. (coughs) All of a sudden, like, I was getting the guys that I wanted. But some of them were like, oh, are you going to take hormones? Are you going to take surgeries? And some people were like, you know, you could do that and this to be more feminine. Like, I wasn't feminine enough. And all of a sudden, I started comparing myself to other trans girls online, you know, (laughs) that were way more beautiful and already had, like, work done. And... You know, and all of a sudden, like, I did have a little bit of onset, like, sudden rapid onset of gender dysphoria.
1: Because you were, yeah, you were suddenly comparing yourself to other trans people. Right. And, you know, I know that goes on in the trans community a Mm -hmm. lot. Like, I've met a lot of trans women, and there is, like, a competitive nature of that world for the ones that do transition and Mm -hmm. like it's like who can get the surgery first and who has the correct surgeries and blah 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 so i see that yeah
0: right it's definitely right away i started comparing myself to other people online such as Gigi gorgeous Mm -hmm. Gigi was transitioning around the same time and um princess joel's like uh i remember watching her videos and she was she already had bottom surgery and she was saying Mm -hmm. it was heaven on earth and how amazing it was yeah so like all of a sudden i was like in my mind I didn't look feminine enough even though like looking back I was feminine enough. like what is feminine enough it's all relative yeah <laughs> enough yeah what is passing like looking back at it a lot of those notions were very toxic and kind of sexist in a way you know yes. like, looking back what is facial feminization surgery because first of all, back in the days in Greece, for example, big noses were considered sexy and feminine. <laughs> now right. it's like, so it, it, he- it adheres changes. to the
1: current beauty standards right. with a small nose now. and
0: Exactly. Which is dangerous because permanent body modifications and you're just following a trend right now. Yeah.
1: And that's the other thing with and this isn't even just a trans thing. Obviously, it's very popular to like get your ass done.
0: Yes. And to
1: get, you know, some girls get illegal silicone and then it's like oh my like, god yeah you I, know. Know, I
0: almost got it i almost got it legal. thank god you didn't i know it's the worst decision but that's what happens when it, it was all in my mind to be honest because yeah i grew up chubby so i um always had small tds and everything so and i do have ties like um so uh i never felt comfortable in my own body because i never felt like conventionally attractive mm-hmm. so and that feeling never went away no matter how many surgeries i've gotten but I thought it would, you know, because I was convinced I was a woman trapped in a wrong body. And I, I thought that if I... And that's accept, the narrative. Yeah, that's a narrative. And it's very toxic narrative for future generations. And as you said, like, it's not just a trans thing. We're in trouble as society because a lot of kids, they compare themselves to people online. And they sing that, like... To be like those people, they need to modify themselves to be as successful as some of those people appear. They need to do like right. adhere to certain like standards that are
1: current, you know. So you flash forward, you're having all these, mm-hmm. you know, feelings that are sound like in part kind of imposed on you by other people and on it the does. online sphere, mm-hmm. and then you're getting surgeries.
0: I know I was, I feel like I was looking for approval from outside, you know, and it takes time to grow. I was like in my early twenties, but what happened was I wanted, if I was like raised on the West, I would have been a trans kid for sure. I would have been trans way earlier. I think, um, just coming to the West allowed me to present feminine, like I wanted and I just got suckered into it so quick (laughs) and I transitioned super quick. And I think it was a slippery slope because, um, You know, again, like I saw like hormones will feminize me and it was like so easy to get on hormones. But it was a slippery slope because the minute i got it i actually got more sad and depressed and i started Ugh. attributing a lot of my sadness to me just being in the wrong body mm. and it's like my penis wasn't as, as functional once on hormones you know i'm mm. like a lot of guys who were dating me they were like oh are you functional like all the chinese chasers we know they're obsessed with dick <laughs> <And> like
1: <laughs> this conversation's so real oh
0: my gosh yeah and it's like I, you're very lucky you didn't modify your body even seeing your video from three years ago at that point i already had the surgery when you, you were so real in your video saying why is the reasons you're not getting the surgery because they're lying to us the surgeries are not where they should be they're not as safe as they're sold i was sold a sex reassignment surgery i'm still male i'm not i never became female like that's the reality
1: that's that's the the crazy part is and, and i've said this and i would love to get into specifically about um the complications you've experienced oh with God, getting a neo vagina and why you regret it um, but one thing that's really interesting to me is it's so true that what you're sold is something different. Is. So when you go in and this is from I have a lot of friends who have had the surgery, um, you know, they go into it. Even the ones that are happy with the results are still unhappy with. They were not properly communicated with as far as the risks, the upkeep, the the everything um, right. and how you're not actually getting a vagina you're getting a neo-vagina yeah and if the doctors worded it that way there'd be room for people to understand there's going to be differences right
0: and i feel like because i was i still live in massachusetts but i was drinking kool-aid for years and i was convinced that i was an actual woman like i was and i felt like this will like help me and help my depression anxiety but now looking back um I was a man, and castrated myself as estrogen, increased my anxiety and like <laughs> sadness yeah. and um but somehow, mental health professionals ignored all the science and all other mental issues I had that I discovered later on, such as nori divergence, borderline. I have body dysmorphia because I still don't feel sexy or comfortable in my own body. All I can focus on is scars on my body. So it's like, it's really bad. And the truth is, it didn't take away any of my issues. And uh, I got even more depressed after the surgery. Because
1: that's the thing, right? right? That the surgery is sold incorrectly as something that will solve your issues. And for people who are you know diagnosed or undiagnosed with other things they maybe expect that will help it but like you said body dysmorphia is different than even gender dysphoria you know and i know that because i feel like i also have body dysmorphia issues um with fitness and my weight which partly goes up and down because of the estrogen um so they're separate so people think it's this fix all right and it's mostly because the doctors sell it that way
0: right and initially i feel like it worked as a placebo because i was happy maybe for a month or two okay but then um new vagina started constricting no matter how much I dilated and I was like I knew like it was two months like I'm probably not gonna be able to have sex the way I imagined it in my head because I mean to be blunt I always thought I was just tired of you know anal sex and I, I thought i was gonna be able, I always dreamt about like coming home and just like spreading my legs and getting effed, you know right. like to be blunt and that never really happened to be honest after I gave away my penis and uh, also like I only was on hormones for a year and then I stopped because as I did more research, I wanted to have more tissue cause I didn't have a large penis to start with. I wanted to more material to work with and my surgeons were aware of it and they were like, yeah, cool. You'll have more sensation. Let's
1: explain what that means. so what you're talking about is basically what I have been told and correct me if I'm wrong, we're off right. base here, which is the depth of the neo vagina is direct to the length of your penis before it becomes a new vagina is that true uh,
0: more or less because sometimes you do use other tissues but in my case my first surgery was just straight up old-fashioned penile inversion with and they use scrotal tissue as well okay. so it is kind of related because um if you take hormones for a prolonged time your tissue shrinks that's why like a lot of trans kids that were on blockers such as jazz jennings they just don't have that much material to work with and
1: didn't jazz have to get like multiple revisional yeah. surgeries yeah. because that's the other thing is people who hail you know children transitioning as you know better for them even if they are really trans it's like is it because you're not developing a sizable penis to create a vagina that's going to work for you during sex so these kids are destined to like a sexless life post-surgery
0: in fact i saw a reddit post where one mom who had a trans kid was just literally posting how like her trans daughter has a micropenis and no sex drive I saw that yeah it was like going viral yeah. yeah and it's like um they didn't know what to do and they were gonna do colon vaginoplast I had that that doesn't work either but we'll get into it like yeah. it's like yeah so my vagina started constricted and like I was like really sad and um, I, I did like reach out to the community, you know, to, by example, susans.org. I had surgery seven years ago, but honestly it feels like it was decades ago. Like Things yeah. have changed so much. And like, I was online telling people that I was depressed. And a lot of people write how depressed they are after the surgery and people are like, oh, it's a post-op depression. If I put some new goals in front of you. But I had no energy. I was solo-surgic, brain fog, no yeah. sex drive. All of a sudden, I lost all the tranny chasers that were chasing me. I went from being chased to being a chaser, going out in real world and trying to prove people that I'm a real woman. And, like, you know, wow. <laughs> competing with other women for men. It's, like, uh, uh, it's wow. uh, it was really bad. And right a few months after, I had another revision, and the surgeon kept on telling me. Not to mention, like, all surgeons that did surgeries on me were super, like, in general, I've met a lot of surgeons. They're very. Some of them are inappropriate. Some of them are unprofessional towards trans women, especially the pretty young ones. Just putting it... No hi. meaning Hi. hi. <laughs>
1: We're hi. seeing you, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've experienced that, and I think it's really fucking weird. It is, yeah. It's
0: really... And especially when you're young and vulnerable, you think any attention is a good attention. But looking back, as I've grown, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's n- I should have been running. Like, <laughs> it's weird, yeah. Yeah, it's really inappropriate. I think... It comes a, a lot because a lot of the surgeons have operated on like people for years and a That's lot of a younger there. crowd was like you know sex workers and all that so those were a fair game in their minds but now we have like teenagers from suburbs you right. know right <laughs> so it's like i don't want anybody to get traumatized so just like people be on a
1: lookout you know yeah doc- the doctors in this space are a lot of the times weird right can can we and and i don't want to ask anything that mm-hmm you off I asked you beforehand there's lots of like, right, right you no know. like what are can you have sex
0: no not not uh not with my friend Hall unfortunately the only time I was able to have sex maybe like after second revision but maybe once or twice but then it shut down again but right now I'm not able to have uh sex with my front hole, neo vagina, whatever you want to call it. I also had a fistula up on one of the revisions. So even though, thank goodness, I didn't have to wear a colostomy bag. I think the place where the fistula happened, I guess there is a scar. So for anal sex, I kind of have to stretch myself out ahead of time or it's painful. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. But honestly, my story is not as bad because there is other d males. I don't know will I have time, but like they have it worse. there are there's people who have no sensation in their like... It's I like, saw
1: a viral post yeah, from another detransitioner who tulip, said that yeah. you could literally stab yeah so his genitals with a knife and there is no sensation yeah, Richie. and that mm-hmm. is so like I don't think people understand like you know for years as a trans person I've been asked like my reasons for not wanting the surgery etc and people are like well yeah maybe you won't be able to orgasm anymore in their mind their their head goes to like will you be able to still come afterwards the reality is for some people and you're saying for yourself you can't even have sex you have had a sex change and now you cannot have sex
0: yeah it was not a fair trade at all so and yeah and richie is a guy that that post i would admire like, he can't he can't even pee without pain he has to dilate his urethra every three hours, something
1: like that yeah. so these detransitioners regret the surgeries and then because they regret the surgeries they're seen as like an enemy by these activist doctors yes. and then they can't even get help to yep. revise the surgeries because trans surgeons hate detransitioners pretty much because they're
0: co- labels on as uh difficult patients but even beyond that one thing they don't tell you is like once your first surgery didn't go right um like okay second one didn't go right but after a while like nobody wants to Touch other surgeons' work because they don't want to attach their name yeah. to a complicated case. Because every time you go in, there is more scar tissues more yeah. complications. One thing they also didn't tell me: I am five so I'm very kind of like small petite person. Like, I don't know if, if I consider it petite, but like I'm smaller than a lot of trans women I've met. Yeah. So it's like you ha- naturally have lo- less space in you. You know, it's like that's that's only they told me upon like third or fourth revision, when I went to University of Miami, they were like, "Well, you're one of the smallest people we operated on." So it's like you were prone to more complications to start with like I'm like this would have oh been gosh. nice to know ahead of time Yeah. plus they didn't tell me there was a study done in Sweden where it showed that suicide probability went up you can bleep out I'm worried sorry I said it but like um yeah like I wish somebody told me like one of the therapists like you can do this but you right. will more likely to off yourself After this, according to certain studies, why do, like, why is it all hidden online and nobody talks about it? Why do people have to look for them, for themselves? So,
1: this is, like, really intense for me to hear all this, obviously. And it's so interesting because, obviously, we're coming from different sides of the coin to where, like, transition was a correct decision for me. And uh, trying to place myself in the shoes of someone who it's not. It's very emotional. Like, I'm so sorry this has happened to you. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've had the surgery. What does it feel like to miss your penis?
0: Honestly, like I didn't miss it up until it started. Like, I mean, I missed it, but I couldn't admit it to myself. It was like a sunk cost fallacy. You know and yeah. I, when i posted that video about complications i really wanted to kind of warn other trans people who want to get surgeries i always wanted to live cells. i know society sucks like we know it yeah. <laughs> trans detrans male female I just wanted to have my little surgery and just blend in and move on with my life. I didn't want to carry trans label forever because even back then, trans label wasn't so hot as it hot right now. Back yeah. then it was like Jerry Springer, Sex Workers. Nothing against that, but it's like... It's not like,
1: look, everyone
0: wants. Yeah, it's like I wanted to kind of move on, you know. It's like I wanted to complete my transition and I was convinced it will help me in a lot of ways, you know. And it's like... But I was now looking back i was just a guinea pig with a stockholm syndrome and i was defending because i was also like one of the activists i thought like maybe it just didn't work out for me what if like trans kids would take hormones blocker earlier because they will be more passable so their life will be easier you know because oftentimes i attributed my sadness to not passing as much maybe not passing like 100 percent of the time and like <laughs> but um I started missing my penis when I, um, you know, started taking testosterone uh, a few months ago. So I had uh, blood tests and it revealed that I had very low testosterone and I had no sex drive at all, like for years. I mean, I went from being like dick crazy to just like, OK, it's a dick there. And i just like... W- Going from enjoying sex to like avoiding it and hoping to date guys who sex are not important to. But and I can
1: relate to that. <laughs> you know, I'm on estrogen as well, and or you're not now, but you were. And um, yeah. yeah, like sex drive is a really big problem for me. And it's interesting because as trans women, like you get sexualized a lot. Like, I was literally in a professional setting over the weekend where, like, people kept making sexual comments because for some people think trans women is, like, specifically a sexual thing, which I guess for some people it is, but for me it's not. Um, So, yeah, that's a complication, I guess, in a way that I've had, which is my sex drive sucks, and that's not good for relationships. Yeah,
0: now I do miss it. I miss being just average dude and just, um, you know, obsessing over sex and money and career, you know? (laughs) It kind of sucked uh, having to, like trying to be, like, heteronormative and doing the whole emotional thing and getting attached to people that, don't, that all they want to do is just fuck you and move on.
1: So, <laughs> so it's like you didn't actually enjoy the role of, like, being a girl, being no. the emotional one in the relationship. Even
0: like... now, like, it's almost like like one other the transitioner mentioned in one of his interviews, I can relate to that. I'm feeling reverse dysphoria. Now I feel like a man trapped <laughs> in a woman look-alike oh, body. Like I went to Dunkin' Donuts the other day and somebody was like, here, ma'am. And I was like, "Ugh, oh, cringing. And I'm like, do I tell this guy that I'm a dude? And it's like, at this point, I'm still navigating and like situation and honestly, like um, even on a hormonal level. So what happened was, um, you know, once I started taking testosterone patches, initially like a version of me came back online. I was like, oh, shoot. Like I forgot I was this other person <laughs> like a few years ago, you know? And I was like, whoa. And it felt weird at first. Um, so, and then I started having phantom limb thing happening. I would wake up in the morning and have dreams about having a penis. <laughs> and then I would wake oh up gosh. and not have it. And it was just so, such a r- r- mirror situation because I w- so when I was convinced I was a woman, I was like remembering how I was a kid waking up, dreaming I had a vagina. <laughs> right. And now I'm like, I wish I could go back. I made a huge mistake, you know. But I realized I will never be able to get back my penis. And uh, it's a very traumatic realization. And also my sexual preferences changed. I was such a bottom. And when I kind of went from being a gay man and not hating my penis to absolutely hating it and getting like a major, what they call bottom dysphoria. that every time somebody mentioned my dick or look at it or like asked about it, I would get so upset, so mad. And I just like, I somehow brainwashed myself. I think part of it was like taking estrogen i really yeah. wanted it off my body <laughs> and then I mean, i'm like i want it back and i can't i also realized like now i know that testosterone is a controlled substance mm-hmm. it's often on backlog uh you have to show like id to get it yeah. it's way more powerful than uh estrogen yeah. before going on back pa- on back on testosterone i couldn't even work out in the gym i was so weak i couldn't keep up with any like regular woman either you know It's like, but now the last, I went from patches, they gave me allergic reactions that left actual marks on my legs till now, even though it was three months ago, almost three, four months ago. And now the last three injections of testosterone are giving me allergic reaction too, because I switched to injections. So now um, my endocrinologist just sent a prescription for the cream, which is way more expensive, but I'm going to give it a try. And if that eventually gives me allergic reaction too, it's pellets, you know, uh, because some people don't know that you can't take testosterone as a pill. <laughs> so deliver, oh, yeah yeah you can't and it's like there's only like other options but no like oral medication yeah. and if i can get safely like testosterone back in my body i can kiss goodbyes a little sex drive and energy that i got back right. so i don't even know it's like the transition is uncharted territory you know yeah. and i just really don't know what to do and like i'm just taking it one step at a time and um, the truth doesn't matter. I still enjoy presenting feminine. And, you know, a lot of people like, oh, when are you going to de-transition? Yeah, so I wanted
1: to talk about yeah. that because obviously I think some people may be confused that very obviously confused. I opened it calling you he because yeah, that's yeah. what you said you prefer. And, um, you know, despite wanting to detransition mm-hmm. you are so comfortable presenting obviously like this which yeah. is not what people would expect so can right. you explain that um
0: yeah so one thing i realized you know i'm a very analytical person so i always you know saw to myself like at what point did i become a woman right was i was it when i took the first estrogen pill was it when you know i just declared myself a woman <laughs> you know was it when i changed my paperwork mm. and um you know when i was all lipped out and like taking drinking kool-aid and was like brainwashed by trans community i I literally was believing that i was always like
1: oh like in a boy's body so they uh, had you almost revising your own history pretty much yeah because that's that's what's so interesting is like i don't want to get too off topic but like right right i'm noticing just the differences in the ways that we both perceived our transness right um and i'm kind of seeing where the flaws may have come in right. on your end, not saying I'm perfect or anything, but like we're like transitioning and m- factoring in other people. So dating and factoring in, For sure, you know, yeah. trying to get certain guys, you know. Um, I've always kind of said that if a person's transition has anything to do with anyone but themselves, it's typically like a bit, a bit of a red flag and the approval of others and stuff. But that's so unfortunate because that's why a lot of people do it. Right. And I see just like, the disaster waiting to happen
0: right it's also i enjoyed having long hair like i definitely had short hair dysphoria <laughs> like if it could break down dysphoria like what it comes down to in my case it was definitely like having long hair mm-hmm. and i didn't like body hair so uh you know
1: <laughs> as if guys can't have long hair exactly and hate body hair. like
0: exactly and i just felt like and even before i discovered a transit once in a while through i would throw in, like a sparkle eyeshadow you know back then there weren't no people like james charles you know i mean maybe jeffrey star was around but I honestly i didn't know about jeffrey star until like i saw him on youtube mm-hmm. i knew he was like popular before but i wasn't part of tumblr myspace i was never right. a part of that maybe because i grew up in a different country like mm-hmm. it wasn't really accessible so, like, I didn't know, like, I felt weird, like, wearing makeup. I knew people were giving me stares, and I felt like the only way for me to enjoy makeup and gender non-conforming clothing was to become a woman, you know? And <laughs> I right. kind of wanted to blend in. Like, my whole life society, like, looked at me, and I, I'm kind of, like, shutting down because of that, because I always felt those stares since I was a kid because I was so obviously feminine. So, for once, I guess it, it was my chance to be normal, <laughs> I right. guess, and also, like, because I was brainwashed at home, Being gay was bad. You know, the minute I discovered trans identity, I became, like, homophobic. Like, I literally distanced myself from, like, all my gay friends. Right. I was like, I'm a trans woman. I'm not a gay dude. And because there's so much confusion in society, because a lot of people still see trans
1: women as gay men. It was almost like, like you were escaping... Mm -hmm. your homosexuality I was yeah by trying to identify out of it
0: yeah exactly because it was my chance to be a hetero kind of in a way (laughs) right right and I was like that almost felt like a step above in society I mean all of us naturally want to you know go up as a ladder if we can yeah (laughs) so that's what it felt like you know and like looking back and I really latched onto it really quick you know and also trans community brainwashed me that initially I was excited to have a larger dating pool um but um trans community brainwashed me that all those tranny chasers were just after my dick and everybody who like in any way accepted me like <laughs> and wanted to interact with my penis they were like highly transphobic and they didn't see me as a real woman that
1: is so toxic and that's so it is super toxic. real that is really what happens is like i've always heard trans women be like i would never want to be with you know, a guy who wants to be with trans women because that means they're a fetish or I was that type
0: of trans woman. (laughs) Right. But,
1: like, I've always thought that's so sad because you're, like, alienating people who like you for you. But that's what shows how the ideology can be self-hateful at times.
0: It it was. Honestly, this was really dumb to sing that way. And honestly, like i remember like not liking you because you know i was like really lived out and i was like typical chance i woman. love how you say
1: lived out because i say that too <laughs> i know
0: i was yeah i honestly want to move away from massachusetts too because i'm just done with it like, and uh yeah now i was watching one of your videos and like you're so right like there's not what's wrong with being specifically with people who are attracted to somebody like regular trans woman you know with was right. a penis and you know feminized so, but that wasn't good enough. You know, I was like, I'm, it's like, I brainwashed myself. Like, oh, I'm going to have a surgery. I'm going to find real straight guys. Like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, what does it even mean? Exactly. Like,
1: people are just people. Yeah,
0: exactly. But I was so, like, focused on labels. And I, right. I felt like, you know, it was going to change my life. Was it better? And um, and the porn I watched was always straight porn. And I imagined myself as a girl in those. So, it's like, to me, like, I think... I really thought I was gonna have the sex change and become an actual woman, you know, and I didn't. And again, so going back to the other point. And uh, so yeah, I always thought like, at what point did I become a woman? Was it like boobies? Was it the surgery? And then when I took testosterone, I realized, oh, my God, like, I'm a man because all of a sudden this, like, fog lifted. I felt so much better. Really? As as I talked to other detransitioners, a lot of them have been put on SSRIs after the surgery, and they couldn't figure out, like, what was wrong up until they started, like, detransitioning hormonally because they really felt so lethargic and everything. And I was like, whoa. And all these years, I could have just been enjoying sex, enjoying my sex drive, my body. Instead, I'm just like lost all these years and probably gonna lose my 30s too and honestly
1: was like the minute you took testosterone again pretty
0: much like Like, I mean it took like maybe two patches or so for like build up a little bit of testosterone um
1: so yeah it's like
0: um I was like whoa! I made a huge mistake (laughs) And I remembered how sexual person I was, you know. Right. And it's also made me further away from men because I am attracted to men mostly, you know. I mean, that's another topic. Like I felt like in a way this was a form of conversion therapy, but it kind of happened at the wrong time because my parents always wanted me to marry a woman, you know. And it's like I was not attracted to women at all. But after I had a surgeon, I lost my sex drive. I was just attracted to people in general. I started attract being attracted to women. Too. I'm like, oh, this wow. is weird. Like, I don't have that is be-. weird. But now I'm back on testosterone i'm back being fully attracted to men <laughs> right. but it's like it's sex is kind of traumatic for me now a little bit in a way because obviously like i have botched surgery and it's like i still have body dysmorphia that i don't even know how to cure i mean so I- you
1: you said that your neo vagina is botched mm-hmm. can you explain exactly why it's botched
0: okay so what happened was what well, they don't really tell you is that the body treats you as a wound um, and, um, and it if, tries to close up yes constantly trying to close up um, I think a lot of people who are happy with surgeries most of the people that have met online and stuff are transbians. beings um, so people that are straight men and transitions you know they don't really Depth is not that important for them. A lot of them get zero depth surgery. A lot of people that I've talked to who want to have sex with men, it's always depth is an issue. <laughs> wow. In my case, yeah, it started shutting down right away, pretty much. So I got a revision, like a few months later, I was back on operating table, and I got oh. blamed at the time that like you didn't dilate enough, even though I was religiously dilating, and I could understand it, just patient blamed pretty much. Now that I talk to other people. It's the same happened to them, you know? That's what they don't tell you, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it's like... um, So they kept on blaming me for not dilating enough. And uh so they did the surgery, which they just opened me back up. And they're like, you have eight inches. Congrats. And I was, like, excited. So I drove back to Massachusetts. And by the time I got home, pretty much, I already lost one inch. I couldn't dilate back up. I was like... Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to save the seven inches. That's plenty, you know? And I was, like, putting stents in me, driving a car with a dildo inside of me and with tight pennies. Like to the point that I couldn't even pee. <laughs> yeah. And this but is the, insane. it is insane. And then a few months later, I actually got into relationship with uh, somebody I met on Tinder, but he happens to be a surgeon too, a plastic surgeon. And he was like, how come they didn't take a graft, like a skin graft to line a second revision? Because obviously first time material wasn't enough. So you needed a skin graft. And as I went to a couple of other, uh, you know, revision, consultations, they were like, they should have taken a skin graft from somewhere in your body. You were just dilating. Apparently, some surgeons thought it would epitalyze on its own, but I was like dilating a chronic wound, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was so... And this person's still doing surgeries on people, and he's one of the oldest surgeons in the United States that's doing... Uh, one of the good results that I've heard of—I uh, mean, I wish I went to Thailand, but I got brainwashed that you know, if you have complications, you can't just hop on a plane and go back. But some of the good results I've heard of are from Thailand. I don't even know what—I mean, it's all anecdotal. I mean, a lot of people yeah. overestimate the results yeah. because it's like that car you saved up for, and like you're not going to say it's a shit car and doesn't yeah, that's work. So true. And honestly, like. Even if you get the female fantasy kind of, you know, whatever that means, and you get, like, straighter guys or whatnot, more masculine appearing, it's like once I lost my testosterone, as I said, I wasn't excited about sex. You know what I mean? I could get, like, gangbang and I wouldn't be excited about it because it's like once you lose your testosterone, you just don't care. You just want to cuddle. Like in my case, I just wanted to cuddle, hold hands and just be romantic. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm trying to say. It pulled me away from male spectrum because I couldn't understand them as much anymore. I used to be one of those dudes who was like sex obsessed. Mm -hmm. And now it was hard for me to find a partner who would understand the depths of my emotions, you know?
1: Right. It's almost pulled me apart from like- I relate to (laughs) everything you just said. My gosh.
0: yeah. So. so be careful what you wish for. And if you guys before we're like, I know we're going to run out of time. No, we have Since time. Our, yeah. It's like if you have surgery scheduled, just please. I know you don't have to believe me, but I think you should cancel it. Just enjoy your summer. Don't do it. Um, you're not in the wrong body, like specifically bottom surgery. Please just don't do it. There definitely needs to be more research. <laughs> better tissues need to be invented. Better technologies. We're not there yet. So please just don't do it. Go use money for something else. Use your
1: time for something else. Yeah. that's what it. People don't like I don't know if people have a hard time understanding that when you get bottom surgery, you can't go back. Yeah. Like it is a one and done. It's not to be undone. Um, And if you're not happy with the results, it's like. You have to live with that forever.
0: It is. And uh one thing I want to say to especially younger young adults and kids like. Feelings change, the way you feel about yourself yes. change. It really takes time to grow as a person and just to understand how society works, to realize things. And sexuality, sexual preferences changes too because I was, I never thought I would need my dick because I was such a bottom. But now I got my testosterone back in body. I've grown. I'm like more dominant. Now I go to the gym and I see cute like middle-aged guys. That's what I'm attracted to. I'm like... I wanna fuck him and I can't. So like my preferences have changed. I'll never be able to top, you know? And it's like, I'm so sad about it. I never thought I would have those desires and now I do. So it's like, what the hell?
1: (laughs) But, But that's what's so crazy is that even outside of, obviously there's a lot of like medical influences that are to be accounted for, for like your change in perspective and sexual orientation and all that. But like just the fact that you've changed how you see yourself over time so much The the idea and the concept that a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old is set in stone Mm -hmm. is like, why do you think people have this idea? Because we can all acknowledge that we all change over time. But when it comes to the trans kid issue, we're supposed to pretend as if this child is like omniscient and just knows the future decisions that are right for them.
0: Uh In that case, like, I actually talked to somebody in Massachusetts, again, it's such a lived out state, and I was trying to, like, tell him that I'm trying to, you know, advocate against, like, transitioning kids, and he was like, well, my brother is gay, so kids know who they are, (laughs) because, like, he knew early on he was gay. So so a lot of allies do things that trans is, uh, like, a gay, and they just want to be supportive because they don't want to come across as
1: homophobic. Yes, they think it's similar to being gay. Yeah. And... We all know that kid or we've seen that kid who's like five and is a little bit like, you know, that kid <laughs> yeah. probably
0: is some boy kid. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: and you know what? I think that that's its own thing. Separate discussion. The trans thing. There are so many things that look like trans that are not yeah. like, you know, liking feminine things as a child or whatever. Um And it has such more serious implications because there is a medicalization that occurs and it occurs for life. It's not temporary. You're always medicalized.
0: Exactly. I don't think even though I had it as an adult, I was 24 going to 25. Looking back, like I don't think my mind was able to comprehend what that means. and honestly what what is it once being a woman like I realize I will never know that it's a biological experience I know what it's like to be mad on estrogen. right but again like people say oh why don't you cut your hair and like the, none of this I mean I spent the last 10 years of my life trying to like be caricature of like like and be trying to be a certain stereotype of a woman yeah. so I don't want to spend the next 10 years and the truth of the matter the, whatever I did to my body it's kind of permanent I can't fully go back to being like a traditional man you know and that's the reality and one thing I've learned not to rush into anything and the truth of the matter I mean I don't enjoy sex as much like makeup still brings me joy and doing hair and there's a lot of gay guys who like doing makeup yeah. and hair and uh, I don't want to take away the little happiness that I have just to please people online if you want like a dramatic uh, M to F back to M transformation we have plenty of new transitioners like that such as Tulip the person who's like tweet went viral you don't
1: have to change a fucking mm. thing about yourself for anyone else, thank you. And
0: I'm still trying to navigate, and you know, I'm starting it easy with testosterone. I already run into some roadblocks. I don't like. I have to think rational and critical this time. Sometimes people are like, oh, gender critical is bad or something. But the last I check, having critical skills is good. You know, when you apply for right. a little job and you write, look, like, you have critical thinking, <laughs> that's a good saying. Like, right. I don't know why it's like so bad in our society right like, right now. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. We're literally sex and clothes and hair. And makeup and that's ridiculous that's not progressive that's not futuristic at all you know
1: <laughs> I-, I completely agree and like despite sitting here on the other side of the spectrum where I'm happy with my decision mm-hmm. like I also agree that I will never know what it's like to be a woman at yeah. least in the biological sense I know what it's like to walk through the world being perceived as one and there are certain things that come and tell from that but like I will never know that, right? But the thing that I struggle with is understanding why that's bad. Right. Right now you can't say that because I like, mean, why can't I just say that? Especially right. if that's if it's all about speaking your truth. That is my truth. I know what it's like to be a trans woman. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I'm okay with that.
0: That truth could have saved my life, my sex life at least, and who knows maybe life as well. Because I really don't know what. There's no long term research like what those artificial hormones will do to me if i can keep on taking testosterone i'll have to have some kind of hormone in my body so it's going to be estrogen only because if i don't take any hormones i already have osteoporosis
1: it will get worse i'll be more brittle let's let's talk about that yeah so part of your kind of transition horror story here is that you have a neo-vagina that isn't working properly, you have mm-hmm. osteoporosis. And scoliosis. And scoliosis. That, that so, yeah. can you talk about that? My
0: hormonal history is of worse than you guys think because after, the, like, I went off hormones before the surgery for a few months because I wanted to preserve as much tissue as possible. But literally nobody told me that I was supposed to go back on some kind of hormone right after. So I went seven years with literally no hormones in my body. Not exactly seven oh, years, wow. but I'll, yeah, it was pretty bad because. Um, not only I live as a medical doctor because I had my surgery in 2015 mm-hmm. and then I had a revision, you know, a few months later. Every time you go back for a revision, you know, you write the medications you're taking and I never right. like... And plus, like my doctor knew I was not picking up my estrogen like nobody told me anything so why would
1: no one tell you exactly you have to take
0: it plus I was living because I was also afraid because I've heard that some trans women get breast cancer and die you know or they get cancer from taking estrogen you know and that could still be the case you know we don't know I mean right. the estrogen we're taking it's Synthetic. The side effects that you sign off—it's really the side effects that women get after menopause. It yeah. never was tested in biological males in the long run. That's what people don't understand about informed consent. There isn't that much good research, like in terms of taking cross-sex hormones. Right. You know, Buck Angel almost died taking yeah. testosterone. Like that's Buck talked reality. About that on the reality. Yeah, he did. I, I watched it. Yeah, I love people, Buck, but you almost died.
1: That's what's so crazy is like you're not allowed to talk about the side effects of these drugs you're taking because they are drugs and these kids are getting it. And it's like, there's not even necessarily long-term in adult trans people who transition, not to mention these kids who are starting while they're developing
0: Right. So I was not on any hormones between 2015 and 2019. Mind you, like I had multiple revisions. I remember when I went for my revision with colon Plus in 2018, they were scanning me and charging my insurance for blood clots because estrogen is known for creating blood clots. Yes. And I'm telling like people, I'm not taking estrogen because I was a dumbass. I thought estrogen was just for TDS and ass, you know, and I was like, why would I take it? I don't want to gain weight. And i That heard is people, the thing yeah a lot of people still don't i know a lot of trans women who got the surgeons are not taking any estrogen or nothing uh even princess Jolie's or like one of the youtubers literally says like she's not taking estrogen that was like an
1: ignorant choice i actually made a while ago um i it was like um mm, a couple years ago and like estrogen makes you gain weight so i wanted to drop a bunch of weight really fast i went off of estrogen i was just on blockers um and it was kind of an extended amount of time and then someone told me you know that's like really really bad for you I'm like oh shit you yes, must be bad for you
0: yeah it is because you need hor- we still don't know actually there isn't that much research how hormones and track with the entire body yeah but yeah. i feel like unfortunately we're gonna learn a lot from this like transitioning kids and so many people transitioning and taking hormones
1: because they're guinea pigs
0: they we are yeah we are and it's, i mean it's transphobic to say but after i've been through the system i 100 feel like uh i was part of some cruel medical and social experiment except for nobody checked on me, and if I offed myself, nobody I would not even be included in any statistics. I'm sure they would just write me off as some other issues. None of the people who gave me letters, surgeries. Moreover, I've spent thousands of dollars. I've traveled across the country, did all the consults trying to get help. So every time I went to consults, I entered my history, my information none of those people are studying, like, the transitioners. So when trans community says regret rate is 1% and complication rate is 1%, that's bullshit. It is bullshit. It's bullshit, and you guys need to hear this, because again, I even went back to Fenway Health in Boston, and I told them that I was not happy with my transition. I was trying to get in touch with one of the therapists who gave me letters, uh, and nobody even gave me his email. So, yeah, it's like they really don't care. It's like they don't want to even know,
1: because why? It's a big industry. All the surgeons... And is a bad look for them to have a patient say i regret this
0: right because it doesn't align with the general narrative (laughs) because it will make a lot of people reconsider if that's the right step for them and honestly i want to see a future where people just men and women wear whatever they want it will be just like less complicated it would just i feel like my life would have been better and more productive if the last 10 years i spent expanding definition of a man instead of like trying to be just a blend in, like, the society and try to be a heteronormative woman. Yeah,
1: that's such a beautiful way of putting it. It's almost as if you should have just looked at the bigger picture of what a man can be rather than society's narrow view rather than trying to fit into something else. But now I'm
0: medicalized and I don't know what to do because, like, some people obviously rushed back into detransition. I'm like, I've learned not to do that. So I'm like, wait a minute. So if I accidentally get arrested and throw in male's jail... Like I'm weaker than other men, I don't know if I'll be able to keep on taking a testosterone, so I'll definitely get brutalized. I mean, as much as bathroom issues are a hot topic now, I'm writing a book. Actually, I'm looking back at my childhood. I realized just how much bullying happened in the bathroom because I was just feminine wow. kid, and I would go where all the masculine bullies would secretly smoke, and right. that would they make. That's where most trauma happened, you know. <laughs> and it's like now I'm scared. I, I'm trying to start going to male bathroom just to expand the definition of the man, but I'm still scared. You know what of I mean? Of course
1: that. It, 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 it could not feel safe going into a men's bathroom right. looking the way that you look. That's scary. It's scary.
0: It is scary. And I don't know what to do. And I, I want to keep on presenting the way I do. But I don't know what to do. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Um, I know for sure I'm not a woman. I realize that. And I know I don't want to carries the trans label because even now I get even though I'm de-trans online you now I open about all the complications and how it fucked up my life and my health I still have kids like uh, messaging or ki- like young adults messaging and being like I'm still going to take estrogen because I want to look like you and I'm like I don't look like, like this because of estrogen I had work done you know right. I was naturally more feminine than some average trans person you know it's right. like it's also where you start you know it's like mm-hmm. people do saying and I talk to other disasters the transitioners who stopped taking estrogen And they're like, I want to look like such and such person online. I'm like, that that person online had probably silicone injections, that person online. They think it's this essence of a woman like has been extracted with this uh, synthetic estrogen, but that's such a false uh, reductionist way of thinking. You know what I mean? It's like it's also a dangerous way of thinking so people do things that like they're gonna take estrogen and they're gonna look like that person online yeah it's just not true it's not true and honestly looking back now i know how powerful male sex drive is and how much it drove i got an mba i got like master's in finance i was on such a uphill but once i got the surgery i I felt that now i know i've been dead inside for years like it's like I wasn't a wrong like uh, okay back to my hormonal history so I was really
1: so sad to hear
0: it's super sad I mean I don't want to like a pity party but it is sad like I mean I fucked up my life kind of I could have been so much more vibrant person and could have accomplished so much more you know (laughs) and um, I do miss my full sex drive and I honestly can't even take too much testosterone because it it will give me more sexual desires and I can't really experience all that because it's traumatic and honestly moving forward I don't even know like what hormones I'm going to be on. Okay. So a little bit backtrack. So I wasn't on hormones for years. And when I went for my revisions, they were scanning me for blood clots. And I was like, I'm not on any estrogen nobody told me anything room full of nurses plus i was in a relationship for two years with a md you know he's an md he's plastic surgeon not not gender related stuff but he's a regular plastic surgeon in florida and he also knew i wasn't taking any hormones he didn't tell me anything granted he was my partner not my doctor it wasn't his responsibility But but still it's like kind of again like there's just so much misinformation and in 2019 i went to endocrinologist and she was like you need to take hormones, you know, because you're going to get osteoporosis. And I started taking hormones and I was scheduled for a bone scan. But then uh, right around that time, I started getting lump in my breast, and uh, I went for MRIs to a different hospital and they couldn't figure out what it was, but they were like, oh, it's because people like you take hormones. They usually told me that over the phone. I'm like, it's impossible because I just went back on hormones. There is no way like this could have been estrogen related, but it mean but it kept on growing. Till today I don't know what it is. Like I literally have a lump right here. Most likely it's hernia. I spent like thousands of dollars doing MRIs. <laughs> like, and they still
1: don't know what it is?
0: They still don't know what it is. Um, um it's benign, but it's probably just a hernia. But at the time I thought it was hormone and then COVID happened. So I never did a bone scan, stopped taking hormones again. And then my back started hurting like 2020. I thought it was a mattress issue. I kept on like, oh my God, my back hurts so much if I set up, like, then I went uh, to chiropractor and he was like, you have, uh, scoliosis." And again, like my paperwork is female. So, I, and again, I'm like, don't want to tell like random people that don't need to know that I'm trans, you know, it's like, um, and he was like, I guess if I told him earlier, I would have probably, he would have put two and two together, that maybe it was mm-hmm. hormone related. But then I did some more research and I ended up going for that finally bone scan in 2021, maybe I realized I had like osteoporosis in my spine. So right off the bat, I went back on estrogen just like last year pretty much and then uh, that's when again they did blood tests to just see where my hormonal level is They're like oh well you can go up on estrogen or testosterone And I had to take my time and do some research. And in our community, people hate testosterone because they're like, oh, my God, it's evil testosterone that put me through male puberty. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe it would be good to get sex drive back because, you know, it's like and uh, I don't have any energy. And I was kind of like decided to go with testosterone because I didn't want to take more estrogen. Mm. And that's when I realized, oh, shoot, like, what have I done? Like, that's it kind of I fell into it kind of. And that's when I decided I... You know and between that and a couple of other issues i just got exhausted trying to pass you know and trying to go out and think, like always wondering what people think about me and i just started rejecting the idea of being a woman and like initially you're gonna hate this but initially i came out as non-binary
1: <laughs> i don't hate
0: that in my mind i was thinking like okay i know i'm not a woman i know i will probably never be able to go be like a man i used to be you know a lot of surgeries were reversible Mm. so i thought the why can exist um be non-binary but then people online were telling me that they're non-binary you know relatives are getting their breasts cut off and getting surgeries there's now there is now a penile preservation surgery where people preserve their penis but they use either a skin graft or scrotal tissue to create a hole underneath it what Uh, yeah it's like a new designer genitals and um it's a saying there is a there is a surgeon uh, that's offering it. I mean, I don't want to give advertising to anybody, but
1: <laughs> there's a surgeon offering a third type of genital. yeah
0: and I've, I've i've seen that person i've seen some person inquire about it and somebody was like oh please tell me it looks cute and they posted like a picture oh and somebody was like i want to be ready like in case I, I change my mind i can sew up my uh, uh hole and just keep on taking testosterone and still have a penis and like <laughs> yeah
1: it's pretty much a designer genitals it's a so this is just like becoming some crazy body modification right it.
0: and that's it's definitely body modification tread like buck angel said i'm gonna give him credits because was, he was the first one kind of to bring it up and yeah it, culture.
1: that's that's like sounds like exactly
0: what it is It is, and honestly i don't think people understand that it's not fun to be dependent on exogenous hormones all the rest of your life right now i hate society everything happened to me i feel like it was social dysphoria and not like it's because i felt like i i couldn't fit in you know i felt like this was a way for me to finally be more accepted and i realized i will never get acceptance i will never be normal i will always be an outlier and the only way for me to even continually somehow is just be like try to embrace it somehow you know and just i'm tired of giving a shit and like i want to go live in the woods away from society be isolated but i can't because every month i have to go and pick up my prescription And I'm a cash cow till the rest of my life for big pharma. And it sucks to know that now, especially now I'm leaning more right. And I'm like, I don't trust any more pharmacies and all that. But now I'm a slave to them because I can't just stop taking any hormones. And some people still message me, why do you have to take synthetic hormones? Just stop it. But people still don't understand. I have to because I already went that route and it gave me osteoporosis. And 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 you're not
1: going to produce testosterone because you got bottom surgery. Yes. And uh, And that's where it's produced. People don't know.
0: I know. I just miss miss my energy levels and I miss my strengths. And um, a lot of people know that, that, um, but they... Honestly, I was so brainwashed. I was like, I was willing to do anything to be a woman. You know what I mean? Mm. I was willing to, I was literally telling myself I'd rather die a woman than live my life as a man, but guess what, I'm gonna die a man. <laughs> like, 100 years from now, if they found my bones and my partner's bones next to me, they're gonna sing we were in a gay relationship and I was a man. So, and that's a hard reality. And for the for a long time, I was very much brainwashed. I was like, that's transphobic, but that's, I wish somebody hugged me a few years back and be like, you know what, you can present feminine, you can wear heels, hair, whatever you want, but the sad reality, we don't have technology to make you an actual woman.
1: So and, you were- someone would have stopped you from transitioning
0: I wish and my parents tried to but they were not in America and they just told me like uh, you know I was more of a religious spin but at the time I was not willing to listen to them you know they just said you know in a Muslim religions haram you know they said it's like you're going mm-hmm. against God but if some one of medical professionals said like I, I just feel so angry I feel like these people didn't have my best interests they never tackled my childhood traumas I never dove deeper they just assumed that was like, yeah. they affirmed me, you know, into this, I believe in, into self-harm.
1: That's what's so, that's what's so dangerous, right? Is that we have these affirming therapists and doctors now who have every incentive yeah. in the world to say, yes, you are trans. This is the issue you're struggling with, rather than try to see if it's, there's another cause. And a lot of times there, there is another cause. In your case, there were more causes that weren't looked at.
0: For sure. And one of the biggest mistakes is because I went to Fenway Health and this is one of the, a lot of their staff is LGBT and uh, one of my therapists was trans. As far as I know, I mean, um, even that's kind of, that sucks because like, yeah, initially I thought it's good because she would understand me. But now looking Mm -hmm. back, it was bias, you know. It's like um, it's kind of an activist hospital in a way. They were one of the hospitals that like tested chihuahua first on people, you know, to see if it protects against HIV and all that, you know. But now they should be ashamed because they're really not studying like detrans people and regret rates because that's an important data. I'm an important data point and we're just being ignored and not cared for, just discarded.
1: Yeah. Like if, if all these surgeries and this process can result in your story and your story isn't being accounted for or recorded, that's inherently an issue.
0: It is. And how Mm -hmm. many
1: more people are there like you? I mean, obviously the numbers are exploding, but what kind of backlash or hate have you gotten from the trans community? Because I'm sure you get it. And Mm -hmm. that's so fucked up to me.
0: Uh, The biggest one, like the most hurtful one, people are saying that I'm not real trans and real trans know who they are from, from, again, when they're very young. And people will say, oh, I transitioned and I had two husbands already in a house. And I'm like, somehow that's a measurement of
1: like <laughs> successful transition. Yeah, good for you. Why does that mean that your story isn't R- real? Right,
0: it's like, and also, I don't know, just the whole narratives that like they know since they were little kids. I mean, I played with Barbies and exhibited gender non-conforming behavior, but I feel like if I was true trans, this would have like skyrocketed my happiness. And some people say you're just a battered trans woman by transphobia and bad bottom surgeries. And they're telling me that you just chose the wrong surgeons i know complications from every single popular surgeon i don't i don't really know
1: anyone that's never had any complications i mean there's people with less and then there's you know on your end where it's bad
0: yeah because a lot of people get revision but
1: everyone has had issues i don't know anyone Mm -hmm. who is completely happy at least with the bottom surgery. From
0: from what I gathered guys if you want to be like your chances of being a happy transitioner is better if you don't get a bottom surgery because a lot of them are done by plastic surgeons and this is not just another plastic surgery. It's such an important part of your blueprint your original hormones mm-hmm. and once you mess with that you're opening Pandora's box. A lot of the transitioners like getting all kinds of issues being on, on the wrong sex hormone like mm-hmm. I haven't had that yet but again I haven't been long enough like on estrogens that's why I don't even know what my future holds and on testosterone or estrogen or combo like I'm still trying to figure it out I'm just very early on I would definitely want to be on only testosterone alone because from what I gather it's a better hormone it has like less complications yeah. and it should work better with my body but I'm getting allergic reaction somehow to synthetic testosterone which I don't understand why I've posted pictures on Twitter on YouTube like you guys can see it but it's like I don't really know what the future holds and again some of the backlash is like um again just people saying now i'm going to make it difficult for real trans people but i think we need people need to go back to a science lab and figure out and have better stricter definition of what true trans is yes. and this is not gatekeeping we're in trouble like so many there's already so many kids that regret it, you know and
1: what's so wrong with gatekeeping
0: yes it, it's it's like it's, this is the only medical situation where you get to choose your own treatment plan like what the hell you get to choose like do you just want to be on hormones that's such a great point Or do you want to take it further with bottom surgery? It's like... That's they should be maybe point. they should study and be like, okay, in this people, bottom surgery didn't work, or maybe right. bottom surgery doesn't work. Maybe social presenting helps
1: a lot of people.
0: Honestly, I enjoy presenting feminine. Like it doesn't bother me. I enjoy it.
1: Like <laughs> So someone should have explained to you that yes. it's okay for you to do that without getting anything irreversible done. Right. To you.
0: Or even changing my paperwork. I feel like a lot of it is was male escaping male violence because I was always in a effed up way. I felt like I had the surgery psychologically. I knew I was never gonna be accepted by other man as a man. And maybe it was my way to gain acceptance looking like a woman, you know? <laughs> and it's like it's almost like I had the surgery to cater towards patriarchy, but they also like didn't even give me good results, so I can cater towards them. Like right. it's like really people? And all the men that worked on me are just straight men as far as I know. And it's like, oh, really people, you couldn't even give me that's another thing. Like they literally, after multiple surgeries, they couldn't even give me a few inches as they open. Not even three inches. Like I'm literally have one inch depth right now. And it's like, really people? That's why I know phalloplasty doesn't even work. I know so many trans men that are regretting the surgery. Like We saw one of them on that documentary, What's a Woman? But there is are many more trans men that are like...
1: Female to male surgery is even worse. Yeah,
0: they're period. worse. Even some people who didn't get the surgery, they're now questioning if they could have solved some of their discomfort with therapy and just give it some time, you know? a lot of it, I feel like is society infused, but it takes time to grow and be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like I always admired your confidence. You always had it since you were younger. I'm 31, you're younger. Like I didn't have that confidence cause I was already like a battered, battered kid from like shithole country. So it's like,
1: <laughs> I- That's yeah. so important. And that's like such a, a factor that's hard to like, you can't give that to someone, right? You can't give them that I don't give a fuck kind of attitude. Because one of the thought processes that I had before I transitioned was, you know, could I just be, like, a feminine presenting gay man? Like, could I just live that way and not be a trans woman and not go through surgeries and go through whatever? And um, I came to the conclusion that I couldn't. But what I'm getting is that, like, you didn't even really consider that -hmm. that was a possibility. You were just told you have to be a woman because you like feminine things. You didn't think that you could be your own person and still be feminine.
0: And honestly, like uh, when I was trans, I would look at people like James Charles and Jeffree Star and be confused, like, why would they not change their paperwork and mm. be women, you know, but looking now I'm like, I want to be more like them because they can walk that line of femininity. And I think that's where I, I was always obsessed with androgynous model, you know, I always right. liked that fluidity, but somehow I got suckered in, I think, because maybe finally society like wasn't giving me as much of a bad look so that's a feminine dude you know i felt like finally maybe i was fitting in and getting accepted you know some way so maybe that's why i got suckered into it and i felt like it was the right thing for me Mm. yeah so but i definitely had a lot of mental issues at the time and like definitely i should have not been allowed to have surgery so quick i literally got a boob job and facial work and then literally a few months later i was on a table getting bottom surgery that was way too quick
1: um, you know even like the fact that I got This is just me being so real like I got my face and my boobs at the same time even that is kind of like should they have let me do that
0: right I had that too because you know it's almost feels like easier you can recover at the same time that's yeah. what I had done too and like and I used the same surgeon for bottom surgeon I think that was a pitfall too because it made me feel safer but they don't like we don't understand that like this has been done for longer mm-hmm. but also like breast implants you know people thought they were safe but now it's giving breast implant
1: illness to people Yeah, now a lot of people have issues with so
0: like I don't know how much of my lesage is attributed to having breast implants and I would like I mean I will have to have them removed eventually but I also have some kind of lump I don't know what it is about and uh, the truth of the matter I don't know if insurance will cover it and I know another D trans person that's like literally is saving money right now. He needs like $11,000 to remove his breasts. It's like a lot of money oh to the gosh. transition. And I honestly, it's more surgeries, more scars. That's what people understand. Nothing is irreversible. I will always have a scar even if I remove my breasts. I will never get back my original body. You know, it's like And that's it's not just so easy
1: to get these surgeries done. And like, it's actually a crazy thing. If you think about it, you go in and like alter your body. It's money, it's time, It's it's healing. It's like... So for anyone questioning why you haven't had your brush removed or why the fuck, fuck them. Like on either Thank side, you. like anyone, yeah. anyone trying to influence you to change yourself at all can literally go to hell. There's nothing you have to change about yourself at all. Like no. not to adhere to this person, that person, this side or that side.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And honestly, I would like to say future, like I said, where people just... Because me not acknowledging my biological sex did a lot of damage to me. Mm-hmm. So just embracing biology, Like, stay within your lane because the grass is not greener on the other side. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I was walking today and the guy was, like, honking his car and trying to catcall me. Like, that's not cute, you know? It's like, grass is not greener on the other side. Just stay within your lane and hopefully in the future, future generation will just expand the definition of a man so people can wear whatever clothes. So we don't sex clothes. So people can wear whatever they want without people giving them stares or targeting them you know what i mean it's like but it's
1: so fucked up because it almost seems like it's going in the opposite direction in the sense that like it is this is so weird yeah yeah, like now kids are being told you have to be a girl if you're feminine you have to be a boy if you're masculine you know it's like you think if if we're truly progressing this is why like are they really progressives that are pushing this because that's not progressive that's That's very regressive
0: yeah Honestly, yeah, this is crazy the whole situation. And I don't know how we're gonna it's like this Pandora's box opened up and I don't know how we're gonna like shut it back up. Cause all the corporations, like now you look at the Pride, like there is more trans flags or at least equal amount. Yeah. <laughs> and some people are holding uh protect trans kids. Do you even know trans kids that transition and live like decades and be like, you know, like I don't regret anything, thank God my parents <laughs> let me do this. There's no one. There is literally no one. Jazz Jennings, I mean I don't know if this person is happy like there's all kinds of issues from what I see yeah I mean, it's just my opinion I've Obviously, seen that as well she yeah, seems to be going
1: through it yeah
0: it's like honestly like um, one I've talked to other one I have a de-trans friend that he's not public with his story but he came out as trans at 14 and he had the surgery that's now he has all kinds of complications even back to being a boy and it's really hard for him you know now he realizes he's a gay man and it's like um you can't go back you know his sex life is difficult you know everything is difficult and he's my close friend and we talk a lot and it's just sad and he was an example of a trans kid you know he and he actually one of his brothers is medical professional from what he told me and honestly this transition like uh, I lost so many family members you know like I haven't seen my grandma in years and they loved me no matter <laughs> what I was you know in their own way my grandma always loved me but I can't show myself to her because she always wanted me to have children uh, I mean she will have a heart attack if she sees me so she may pass away and I will never see her but now the family that was here that was supportive of me that I live in America the family that lives in America now the transition is pulling me further away from them because uh, first of all they're confused sort <laughs> of all like um, I feel a little angry I just feel like they affirmed my delusions <laughs> and honestly I feel a little angry towards them i know it was it's not their fault like i own the facts that i signed on a dotted line but i was just a traumatized kid like my sister she grew up with me she knew the conditions we grew up in <laughs> she knew that like i was traumatized but again she was like she's when younger than me there's no way she could have known <laughs> but they kind of like didn't protect me from myself <laughs> so, you
1: so honestly
0: have... this is even more isolating <laughs> so now like some of my trans identified friends like that also had complications because when I posted that video years ago, I had a lot of people reach out to me and they're still, I was like them and I was convinced that I was just a trans woman with complications. But now that I realize I'm not a woman, <laughs> I was always just a man who got suckered into this. It's almost like I lost the little communities that I had, you know, because <laughs> now I kind of like joined the other side because I was like not being heard. <laughs> but we're still in minority even between like reasonable trans people like you, Buck, between like some lgb people like such as ariel scarsella we're still in minority i don't know how we're gonna stop this in tracks i mean there is there's changing things in florida like there is certain detransitioners that are going and trying to testify like there's the trans man abel garcia he's flying to florida like to speak on the behalf of the trans man to show that the surgeries are not safe but like It's being done at state levels, one by one, and we may lose an entire generation of kids and youth that don't need any of these surgeries. We're just making these greedy surgeons rich. After being through systems, the surgeons don't care about us, they really don't. For them, we're just a meal ticket. That's the reality. And honestly, I'm just speaking out because I will never be able probably to fix, to get any kind of functional genitals, whether it's a tunnel or Any further revisions probably going to actually give me a colostomy back. Maybe I won't be able to pee. Who knows? I'm scared at this point. (laughs) So that's my reality. And sometimes I wake up, I feel like it's a nightmare that I'm going to wake up from, that it's some kind of bad acid trip. And it's not. It's my reality, you know? I could have been enjoying having sex with tranny chasers, whatever, fucking my fiancé. But now I'm just, like, stuck, you know?
1: So... I, I don't even know where to start. Like, first of all, just thank you for just being so open because this is genuinely, I think, one of the most powerful videos I will have ever created. And just you being so vulnerable and honest, like, I truly thank you. What do you think could have been done differently for for you? Like, specifically, like, what are the things that doctors need to start doing that they're not doing or switch up
0: do more research first of all like actual science not people like online taking surveys and shit like study the transitioners like i don't know do excel spreadsheet interview happy transitioners such as yourself and buck angel i think one thing that will pop first i feel like the bottom surgery is a big one yeah i feel like that could make or break a happy transition of course hormones definitely need to be studied like yeah male-bodied female-bodied you know cross-sex hormones like better research needs to be done I feel like uh, more people should come forward and be honest about results because a lot of people are playing it up there were people you know playing it up online when I was getting surgery saying I'm having multiple orgasms testosterone is the one that tries most of like Mm -hmm. sex drive Uh, I know some people say progesterone but honestly it's testosterone yeah from what I've experienced and um, no you can't have like multiple orgasms and have natural lubrication like some people play it up unless you got especially if you just had like penile inversion they may still have some glands but it will never be a cis vagina like stop pretending i sometimes a bitter truth is better than a sweet lie as i said i wish somebody just hugged me and said like you're not you're not a woman (laughs) like you're not never gonna be one no matter what you do and i i mean that would have maybe broke me at the time and some people told me, you know, I did talk to one Chinese chaser at the time, and he was like, my wife has a surgery, and now she's up with regrets, don't do it. But when I reached out to trans communities, they were like, oh, it's just Chinese chasers, they want you to keep their, your dick because it's their toy, or whatever, you know. It's like, they were telling me the truth, you know, and it's like, I wasn't willing to hear it, because I was so brainwashed. I was literally convinced, like, I was an actual woman.
1: <laughs> so... I hate that we have to wrap this up. I yes, feel like I could yes. talk to you for three hours. I you know. But I think let's just hit it home with this. What do you want your story? What's the ripple effect you're hoping from telling your story for for kids and people in general? What effect is speaking out? What do you want it to have?
0: Original blueprint is important. It's not worth losing at least from male side. It's not worth losing your male sex drive, your energy. Um over to just have a couple of inches on your hips or have maybe bigger breast tissue. I wanna say men and women come in different shapes and sizes. Mm. I wanna say future run feminine men are not brutalized by patriarchy or just everyone. I don't know why tomboys are considered cute often, but like, you know, the femboys or whatever the firm, the soft boys, whatever is the correct term is without offending anyone. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why we're like the bottom of the barrel and that sucks. and. I don't feel like the future generation needs to become woman just to feel accepted and feeling on demand you know it's like trans became this hot label you know it's like um being trans is hot like people will cast you in the movies and you'll do well in porn and you'll have all these opportunities but feminine boys don't get the same opportunities and honestly i don't know what the fix is thank god for i mean i don't want to like obviously some of those influencers are problematic too they have problematic moments i don't want to put anybody on pedestal but at least there's like james charles and like Jeffrey Star, so at least examples. Some examples like they may never be perfect. I'm not perfect either, but like at least we have some examples, so that's good. I mean, I wish I had discovered them sooner. Maybe I would have not rushed into things, you know. But again, I feel like we really have a problem, and it's going to be a huge medical disaster. This is like a sexual lobotomy. This is like lobotomies of 21st century, and like yeah. you guys heard it here. So, <laughs> oh my God, that's so true.
1: And just the fact that, like people like you didn't exist a few years ago Mm -hmm. like there was not this wave of detransitioners and now it's starting and i feel like it's a train that is just going and going and until people acknowledge that it's happening it's just gonna fucking keep getting worse
0: yeah honestly this needs to stop till more research is done yeah thank you guys
1: (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in um please follow shapeshifter on all social media i think your story is so important And I hope that, you know, after this, you go on to be speaking on even bigger platforms because you need to be heard. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah.